What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Will, Willie Will Wilson, your boy James, okay? If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Why Not Podcast. And if you are one of the real ones who listen um, every time I put one out, welcome back. All right? We back because sports is back, okay? I know I told you guys I was going to start taking this. Uh, more serious but I had nothing to talk about over the last couple months but now that sports are back I'm here all day all day alright let's get right into it let's start with the NBA Uh, that's what I'm most excited for Um, and the team that I'm most excited to watch right now I would have to say are the Clippers and Lakers those are probably my one and two teams to watch right now both contenders for championship um the pelicans i'm excited to see what they can do if they can keep that momentum going with zion um and have something to build on next season or even push for the playoffs this season i'm excited to watch the bucks um Giannis is having or was having a phenomenal season so uh that's always fun to watch um but yeah that's about that's about the teams i'm excited to watch with not that other teams aren't contenders. Those are just those are my top teams that I that I would like to watch. Um, how does the bubble affect season awards? Okay, that's a good question, actually. So I I don't think in my opinion the bubble has very little effect on the season awards. The only award that I think it could kind of manipulate or change or bring light to is the rookie of the year award which i think now that the season is basically over john Morant has that in the bag um now given the circumstances of the west they are still liable to not make the playoffs the grizzlies so i do think if the grizzlies don't make the playoffs and say the pelicans um you know push for that eighth spot or maybe a seventh spot I do think Zion should be reconsidered as a contender for that for that trophy. Um, but the MVP, I feel like I feel like your vote isn't going to change. If it was LeBron before the bubble, it's going to be LeBron during the bubble. If it was Giannis before the bubble, it's going to be Giannis during the bubble. If it was James Harden, you know what I mean? Like whoever you had going into the bubble, I don't see that changing. Although for me right now. It's Giannis, but I can see with voter fatigue, people wanting James, LeBron James, sorry, to win. Um, and I do think that eighth seed should have an effect on that on that award, but well, yeah, that's not important right now. Um, who do I think gets the eighth seed in the West? Who do I think is the eighth seed in the West? Honestly, I want it to be the Pelicans. That's that's me being honest. I want it to be the Pelicans, but I can honestly see it going going to the Grizzlies, going to OKC. OKC can slide. Um, I can see. I can't see the Suns there. I almost said I could see the. <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said I could see the Suns there, but I can't. I can't do that to myself. Um, no, not the Suns. But I do. I do think the best matchup. For the NBA, as for for the television ratings, would be the Pelicans versus the Lakers. Now I'm not going to say that they're going to 
rig all the games so the Pelicans can get the AC just so they can get you know higher views because they're going to get views no matter what. But I th I would love to see that that drama of AD playing, you know, the team he left for for the eighth seed and in the Pelicans have always been like that that underdog team that can either sweep sweep you in the first round like they did Portland or at least give you a fight um, like they used to give Golden State in the first round took them to six took them to five. So, I'd love to see the Pelicans make it. This question was from Grant Burrows. How does the bubble help some teams and hinder other teams? It's a good question. Um, to me, it would help your team if... To me, it helps all the teams that are already in the playoffs. Because most teams in the West, the, the Pacers, the Celtics, the, the Raptors, you know what I mean? They're, they're all already... They're in the race. So all they're doing right now in the bubble is getting the chemistry back, getting their lungs fit, you know, getting into playoff mode and just getting reacclimated to the game of basketball. So I think it helps teams like that. Teams that doesn't help are the teams that are missing players, honestly. You know, we, we had Russell join late. Um, James Harden came late. So that I can really see that Rockets team missing a beat maybe for the first couple games just because they haven't had as much time to build get their chemistry back on track um you know uh patrick beverly was out zion was was out there both they both took um family emergency um stays i know zion is on his way back to the bubble as we as i'm recording this actually um and he was being tested every day and he came out negative every day so uh, when he joins, I think there'll be a small quarantine period before he can get back to the team. But teams that are missing players, I, I do think that that hinders them. The bubble That bubble hinders that responsibility, I guess. Um, the team that it hurts the most, actually, if we're being honest, is the Nets. I didn't realize how many players the Nets are missing this season. Like, after the restart. So, um, Wilson Chandler opted out. Um, he wanted to spend more time with his, his family. Um, he's a net. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, I believe he's injured. He's out. They got Jamal Crawford to replace him. DeAndre Jordan um, tested positive. So, he's out. He's being replaced by Dante Hall. Tor... Torian Prince, I almost said Tayshawn Prince. Torian Prince is out. Um, he tested positive. They signed Michael Beasley to replace him. Um, then Michael Beasley was actually booted for testing positive as well. And they got Justin Anderson to, to replace him. So the Nets have already gone through a handful of guys who would get, you know, serious if not starting minutes um that are no longer a part of the team on the team traveling with the team not to mention Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant not joining them as well so uh, I do think the Nets are gonna suffer because of the bubble because of the whole well honestly because of the whole corona thing but the bubble to answer your question Grant um and also Avery Bradley on the Lakers, he he just chose not to 
not to return although i will say i told um i forgot who i told i think i told mason this the other day um i i think personally that jr smith and Dion waiters is a better fit for that team than avery bradley and alex caruso now i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for for talking about Cruz goat or whatever you guys call him he's a good player he's gonna be he's gonna be really really good i promise you that but i i really do think it's a case of you know the freshman on varsity that everyone's hyping up because you know like no one expected him to make it this far and he's like balling out and i respect that good great player I don't think he fits the team as well as a seasoned vet will at this time. LeBron is not the type of player to, to I mean, he drags players to the playoffs, but he, he, he wins more with seasoned vets than with guys who are getting their feet wet in the league. And that's proof last year. You can say he got hurt, whatever. Proof is last year. He has seasoned vet this year, and they are a completely different team. Okay, um, that's pretty much it for the for the NBA. Let's go ahead and head on over to the NFL, which I am super excited to talk about because I have so much, so much to talk about. Oh my god, I don't know how long this podcast is gonna go. Usually, I tell you it'll be like a 10 15 minute thing. I don't think this one's gonna be 10 15 minutes, it's gonna be a long one because a lot happened while I was gone and I need to address it. Um, first off. First off, let's go ahead and give a round of applause to my man, Patrick Mahomes. My goodness. Did you see his deal? For those of you who who are wondering what I'm talking about, Patrick Mahomes just signed what I believe is a 10-year, roughly 500 million contract extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. Ten, let me repeat that. Ten year, five hundred million. That's half a billion dollars from the contract. This doesn't include sponsorships or whatever else he wants to make on the side. That's the contract. I don't know. You're gonna be like, oh, not a lot of it's. It's not all guaranteed, and it's not tied to inflation, which I don't think was a, a smart idea on his part. But five hundred million, like. I can't even I can't even like be upset. Like I'm not even I good for him. Good for him. I think that's a I was gonna see I was gonna ask if that was a win a win for Pat or the or a win for for the Chiefs. Or who won that basically. And I do think that's a win win because right now Patrick Mahomes is worth that much money. In ten years, the salary cap's gonna be you know tenfold what it is now so he might be one of the low paid quarterbacks come come 2030 2029 but 500 million you can't i don't even think you can spend that in a lifetime if you can spend 500 million in a lifetime you need to come talk to me because we we got to get your finances straight because that's just not that's not okay um but yeah anyways along moving along um other notable pickups or re-signs, I guess I should say, um, and changes in the roster. Dak Prescott 
I just shouldn't have said changes in the roster and then brought up Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, Dak Prescott got franchise tagged um, by Dallas Cowboys, which I'm gonna be honest, I don't like. I don't like the franchise tag rule. I actually am. I'm like a like I'm, I'm a hater against the fran the franchise tag. Not to say like if I w if it was me I would sit, but the NFL and the NFLPA need to come up with a way where you know that that doesn't happen because pay the man you know what i mean he's out there risking you know his his livelihood not his livelihood i guess kind of his livelihood he's risking getting hurt and, and losing out on millions though i i understand he did turn down some fat contracts that i would have signed he still should be allowed to venture elsewhere what I would what I would suggest the NFL to do this is off topic, but I would suggest they they take after the what the NBA does, and instead of franchise tagging, you have restricted free agents, who can either choose to sign somewhere else and you can match it to keep them, or they sign somewhere else and you let them go because you because you can't afford it. So. Cause, Cause, not signing players to long-term deals and 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 they still franchise, whatever. I don't. I'm not a fan. But hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, Dak, Derek, Dak, Derek, Dak Prescott gets what he's looking for. Cause he did turn down a fat chunk of money earlier. Um, other news. Obviously, Tom Brady is a Buccaneer now. Um, but in more exciting news. As a Patriots fan, we just picked up Cam Newton. And when I found out we picked up Cam Newton, it felt like my birthday. Like I woke up, I was so oh, I was so excited. I had a nap. I had a nice little nap. And um I think it was either Furman or it was Allen. One of the two they texted me and, and they told me that we got him and I was like, We're back like we never left because we didn't we never really left if we're being honest patriots are a top team in their division now they i mean we would have still probably been a wild card team but now with cam newton and this man and and, and it's not just the talent he brings to the table because his talent is unparalleled that man is very very talented but what excites me as a Patriots fan is how much he has to prove and how much heart he has and how much he's willing to go out there and take, you know, league minimum just to prove everyone wrong and shut everyone up. I'm, oh, I'm so, I got the chills right there. I'm so excited. So excited. Can you, can you, can you imagine? Bill Belichick with a mobile quarterback? The playbook alone. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Alright. Um let's talk about other people who got signed. Let me let me stop getting getting caught up. Um okay, DeAndre Hopkins. He's now on the Cardinals. Um and I think that's everybody else to talk about. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Let's move on to the divisions as I was talking about. The NFC South more specific is the nfc south the, the toughest division now you have arguably the two best quarterbacks of the last 
decade, um, if not all time, in Drew Brees and Tom Brady in the same division with a Falcons team who, hold on, who both have outrageous tools in in, in wide receiver positions and in suitable defenses to take them to the playoffs. And then you have the Falcons team who who has more offensive weapons now adding Todd Gurley to the to the backfield than they did when they made it to the Super Bowl. Their defense is going to be in question. And then you have the Panthers who surprised a lot of people last year without Cam Newton and and Christian McCaffrey putting that team on his back and really making a name for himself um, and getting that 99 overall on Madden, which I know he was excited for. Um, and now they have Teddy Bridgewater in their backfield. So is that, I think it's fair to say that NFC South is now the toughest division in the NFL. Because every night, if I'm a Falcons DB or if I'm a, if I'm a Saints DB, every night I got to be on my game. With this, you know what I mean? With the threat of losing one or two of those games, and you're you may not even be a wild card. So I'm excited for that division. I'm excited to watch all those games actually. Um, okay, now to end off the NFL talk, I'm gonna do a little above or below 500 and rattle off some teams, and I'm gonna give you if I think they're gonna be above 500 or if they're gonna be below 500. Here we go. Above or below. Patriots above. I think the Patriots go. Like I think they win at least eleven games next year. Yeah, I have them winning eleven games next year. Um, next team Saints. Ooh, above. I have them going above. Um, and I have them actually. Mmm. I want it. Ha. Ah, I have them above the Bucks. I have them coming out of that division. By the Bucks, so they they got to win at least nine games, ten games next year. Um, above or below, Vikings. <sighs> above, and I have them at I have them at eight or nine games. They win eight or nine. Bengals below, way below. I have them maybe winning seven, six. They'll be lucky to get a, a wild card. If they get a wild card. No, I'm not going to say nothing stupid. I'm not going to do nothing stupid. But I would be shocked. Jaw dropped. The Buccaneers above 500. Um, I think they're going to get the wild card and be, let's say eight. I'll give them eight wins. That's a tough division. I can't give them more than eight wins. That's a tough division. Like, you can, whew, I don't know. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to leave that. The Cardinals above or below. Dang, this one is tough. I have them one game above 500. Yeah, I like how the Cardinals are young and well, not completely young, but I like how they're reinventing themselves and they're moving forward. See them getting better. So I have them one game above 500. Cowboys. It hurts me to say this. I have them above 500. I don't know how many games they win. I'll give them. I, I, you know what I want to see them in? I want to see them in a wild card, or maybe in a way playoff game. Because I don't. I, I want to see if Dak can win a playoff game. Let's put them. Let's put them in the wild card. Let's give them a home wild card. 
and, and see see if Dak can win a game. Because if Dak can win a, a playoff game or two, he's gonna be cutting the check, cutting the check, cutting the check. Speaking of cutting the check, this must be the year everybody's getting paid because moving on to the MLB, my boy Mookie Betts on the LA Dodgers just signed a new deal. 12 years, roughly $365 million. 12 years, it's $365. Bro, like, I don't even... Can I get $365? Like, golly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, that's a that's a lot of money. Good for him, though. And I'm glad you came to L.A. Speaking of L.A., the Dodgers did beat the Giants on opening day, 8-1. to So... Suck on that, all you Giants fans. Um, and we looked good. We looked really good. Uh, the Yankees beat the Nationals 4-1. to And I'm going to go ahead and do my way too early pick for the World Series Championship. And I'm going to say the Dodgers. Because I say the Dodgers every year. Because we, we honestly contend every year. And if <clears throat> the <coughs> Astros <coughs> <coughs> weren't cheating... <clears throat> we would have won. So I'm gonna I'm I got strong faith in my Dodgers that, that we're going back. Um and how do I feel about the abbreviated season? I like it. I like it a lot. I think the reason that um a lot of people don't watch MLB um and watch football and basketball more so than the MLB is because the MLB has so many games and it's kind of hard to keep track of them and then you know the the season's so long and then it's like dang they're still playing and then they're here you get it you know what I mean hardcore fans I, I understand do watch but for people who are just looking for entertainment it's not really a fun sport because there's so many games and a lot of those games don't really mean anything until you get closer to the end so now that there's an abbreviated season I feel like all of these games matter more you know, which which gives it a little more excitement, a little more edge, um, a little more reason to watch. You know, um, and I, I always watch the World Series, but I think I'm gonna be more into the the regular season now. That there's less games. Not that I'm saying they should do this all the time, because obviously they need to make money and pay the players. But I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, I definitely went way over my time. Damn, at 20 minutes already. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, your boy signing off. This is the Why Not Podcast. Because, uh, out here, we do things the way we want to. Because, uh, why not? Peace.